If you find value in the content we provide, consider the tip jar. All the details are in the show notes of every episode. Thanks in advance. This has been an ACB community call. This and your present community call was hosted on Tuesday, 13 November, 2023. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another Unmute want to remind everyone here at the top that we're going to go through all first questions first. So raise your hand if you have any kind of a tech question and we'll try and get those answered. And if we get through everyone and you have a second question and we have time, we'll take second questions. Also, please be respectful and let everyone get their questions answered in the same fashion you'd want your question answered. And remember, there are no dumb questions. Also, I want to remind everyone right after this, we have games to play with Lady A. So if you want to check that out, that's immediately following this call. And you can find out all that info in the email that went out today in the community. And lastly, want to remind everyone that tonight we have Mac Bites with Bits at 5 West. And you can find out all of the information on their website. So check that out if that's something you're interested in. With me today, as usual, I've got Michael Doyce. How are you, Michael? And what you got for us? Doing great, Marty. Uh, it's good to be here. A little under the weather, but we'll we'll get better soon. And so we have some really exciting things coming up from the IA Cast Network. So you may have seen uh, a new podcast show up if you are subscribed to the main feed. But we have a new podcast to teach people how to learn Spanish in a very fun way. It's called Spanish with Carla. She did a community call here on ACB community a, a little while back and so we're putting it into podcast form so check that out Spanish with Carla and you could find it uh, in the iAccessibility app in your favorite podcatcher everywhere even on YouTube and you can listen to it there we're also very excited that we have our radio station the, uh, the IACast radio station on YouTube there's been social media posts about that all weekend, and several shows have been recorded right on that feed. So check that out if that's something you're interested in. And we have our typical radio station, iacast.net slash listen, and in the app. So there's even more ways to get our radio station. So we also did the iCast uh, last week where we talked about several things that... Uh, have happened with Apple. We talked about the shot on iPhone behind the scenes video. It was very interesting, very intriguing. So check that out. And there's plenty of other shows to talk about. So I will hand it back over to you, Marty. Thanks, Michael. Real quick, I want to throw out the question of the day, which is audiobooks. What is your favorite app to read or listen to your audiobooks in? So it could be either audiobooks or something that speaks back to you. But the question of the day is, what is your favorite app for listening to your books? And also, we have Michael Babcock with us. What's going on, Michael? Oh, you know, uh, trying to wolf down a quick breakfast before we get started and uh, appreciate everything that everyone has said so far. For me, my favorite app right now with audiobooks is probably Prologue, which lets you use um, a Plex server and get your audiobooks from there. Uh, but I like to obtain audiobooks sometimes through Audible. It really just depends. Uh, yesterday, we published Technically Working 34, Tech and Tales, Small Businesses, and Podcast Insights. Um, and then on Thursday, we published the Unmute, Unmute uh, Presents Spooky Surprises and AI Insights. Um, that was where Lucy went in and showed people how to uh, change the theme of your a lady device and then um, on wednesday we wrapped up our contacts feature for the shell phone show um, and so that's it marty well cool. thanks michael and kayla we got any hands up pc has his hand up all right okay hey, hey guys all right so i'm going to answer the question of the day as i usually do i don't have a question on hand right now but i'm around should anyone need any questions 
answered apart from the ones that Marty and the rest of the crew will answer. <laughs> but I'll be of assistance to any. Um, audiobooks. Uh, I have not read in quite a while, but the most, um, <clears throat> for me, my favorite, uh, book reader that I like to use is the Dolphin Easy Reader app. And I have used it when I wanted to listen to a bookshare book on the bookshare.org website. And if that's not enough, then I just use the bookshare uh, website because it has an accessible uh, player that lets you listen to books using your uh, synthesizer of choice on Mac OS. And it also works with Windows as well. So if you go to the Bookshare website, you can listen from within your browser if possible. So I just want to throw that tidbit out there. Cool. Thank you. No problem. And Kayla, do we have any other hands at the moment? Not at the moment. If we have Ooh, any other so tech questions, then go ahead and raise your hands and we will get to you. And Michael, what were you going to say? I was going to say, so no one has tech questions. I have tech questions. Um, All right. <laughs> <laughs> looks like we do got a hand there. Who's that, Kayla? Chanel. Hey, Chanel. Well, I don't have a question, but I just wanted to share my answer is uh, Bard. I mean, I the problem is I like, sometimes I like the audible um, narrators and things better, but Bard, I just love how easy it is to navigate and use the app. So that's my answer. Thank you. Thanks, Chanel. Up we next, were... you have Belle Mills. Hey, Belle. Hey, how are y'all how are doing? You? Okay. Well, a couple of things. First of all, I like the NLS Bard uh, for books, also Audible, but I can only stay with Audible for about six months and then I will leave and then come back in six months. I just, it's kind of expensive. So that's the way I do. So, and uh, I like the bookshare too. I, I'm in that, and I don't have a lot of money, but I, I like to read. And and there's books that are not going. I, I know NLS Bard is not going to to offer. I mean, I I just know they're too controversial. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> so, um, all right. So I got. I hope this is. I'm quoting this right. Seventeen at my. Uh, update for iPhones. It's 17, uh, well, iOS 17.1.1. Is that, is that I believe the that's the current one that just came out? Just, just uh, came just out. Just a couple of days ago. And I was having problems with um, Three Angels Broadcasting Network or 3ABN, which is an app that I have. And so someone said, well, Bell, go to the top. I was trying to get it to play. They said, go to the top and just go down about a half inch and tap one time. And I did. And it started started playing. Now, I didn't know. I always thought you had to tap twice. And, you know, I just didn't know that 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 could happen. What about That's it? interesting. I, yeah. I, I, so and I so he left. This guy left. And um, I had a little bit of a problem. I had to turn voiceover off. Yes. And then I tapped one time for about a, a half inch or so from from the top of the phone and uh, at the top of the screen and it played. And that that just beats all to me. So that is the case with and, and that's a good example of accessibility being a challenge. So the button is there. And if you turn off the access technology that you have to use, which in this case is voiceover, and then you can tap on that button and it just works, um, that should be something app developers make accessible. Um, but yeah, sometimes you have to use those workarounds to get through apps. And we appreciate you sharing that, Bell. I'm getting a phone call, so I got to run. All right. All right. Thanks. I want to throw something out here really quick. Um, Spotify now, if you are a premium user, which is any of their paid, uh, their paid subscriptions that they offer, they are now offering audiobooks within the interface. So you can go through and listen to audiobooks as well as music. So my question to everyone is, has anyone tried it out yet? And if they have, I'd love to know if or what your experience was. Okay. So I'll 
I'll share my thoughts before we jump back over to Kayla and get the next hand. Um, and if you have a tech question or a response, feel free to raise your hand. I'm a little confused by what Spotify is doing, though, because from what I've read and I've not done much research and someone correct me if I'm wrong, I'm sure. But they're giving you 15 hours of audiobook. So if you have a 16 hour audiobook, do you have to wait till next month to listen to that last hour? Or Probably. How does that work? <laughs> Who do we yeah, got next, know. Kayla? Up next is Janet. Hey, hey Janet. Janet. Hello. Hello. How are you? Um, my 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 um my audiobook of cho- uh, uh audiobook player of choice is um uh, Bard on my Victor Reader stream, but I also have Bard on my phone in case I'm out and about and want to read a book too. So, and I don't have any tech questions. So y'all have a blessed day. You too. Thanks, Janet. Yep. Appreciate it. Up next, we have area code um nine one five. Sorry, nine five one. <laughs> My dyslexia came out. <laughs> Sorry about that. No problem. So if you end in two eight eight, go ahead and hit star six. Yeah, here I am. Nice. Can you hear me? Yep. Oh, it's Evelyn. Evelyn. Um, hey, Evelyn. I mainly Welcome. use. Yeah. Hi. Um, I mainly uh, listen on the Victor Reader <laughs> or reading. Do you have the new one? Oh uh, no, I don't. No. Okay. Well, perfect. I'm I'm glad to hear well, that, and that works well for you. Oh yeah. Uh huh. There you go. But I have a question about um the edge. Um, I have a laptop, and every time I turn the laptop on now, it constantly comes up, and I want to be able to, I don't know, get rid of it, delete it, whatever you, you can do with it. <laughs> and I I I don't know what to do. I use Chrome. It, you know, the Chrome won't come up. I I used to go to all apps and then, um, you know, find Google Chrome and go from there. Mm-hmm. So the am I under, popping up. So whenever you turn on your computer, Microsoft Edge keeps coming up, and you don't want that to happen. You want to have to go to Google Chrome and then get uh, to right. the internet from there. Um, right. I want to give you accurate information, so hang out here while I load Windows and tell you where to go. Uh, but you do need to go change your default browser, and I'll give you those directions here in a couple of minutes. Okay. Let me hang on, I, or I can just continue yeah. listening. Yeah, just just keep keep listening. I don't think we have any other hands now. It's just taking a minute for okay. Windows to load unless someone else has an idea, and they can raise their hand, and we can uh, answer that. Hang on. All righty. Thanks a lot. No worries. Thanks for the question there, Evelyn. Appreciate it. JC is back. Hey, JC. Hey, JC. Okay, so I'm going to respond to Evelyn's question about Windows. Now, I don't have Windows, but it depends on what version she is actually using. If she is using Windows 10, she has to go into the uh, settings application, and she has to find search where it says... Uh, find default web browser or make default web browser and you have a couple of options and again it depends on the web browser of choice so it'll pop up like a combo box where you can select a default web browser again i could be wrong on this but (laughs) i'm just uh i'm just i'm hoping that i gave the right answer if not then you know i'm sure michael and the rest of y'all can correct me but yeah. You do. Thanks, JC. Appreciate <laughs> no that. Problem. And then in Windows, in Windows what, what? 11, if you just type in default in the uh, search field, when you press your Windows key, that'll bring you right to the default application settings. And then in that setting pane, you can go in and configure what you want the default applications to uh, use when you open those type of files. So thank you, JC. Appreciate it. No that. problem. Yep. And again, it all depends on what operating system you're using. It's Windows specific. So if you have 10, the instructions still apply. If you're on Windows 11, then the same instructions apply. So thank you for that. And I shall be around if anyone has any other questions that are difficult. <laughs> Perfect. Appreciate that. Kayla, do we have any other hands? E.G.? Hey, E.G. Hey, E.G. How are you doing? Yeah, Good morning. Fine. Hey, uh, I use Bard, and I really like its uh, ability. It, well, it has a lot of, I mean, just so much stuff, but mm-hmm. um, it is a little difficult sometimes to find the title that you want. But other than that, I really like the feature where I can set it for an amount of time, and oftentimes I'll use it to go to sleep, and I'll know that I only need to go back five or ten minutes to pick up where I left off. So 
Very um, good. I do have a question. Have you ever done anything with the, the group called Computers for the Blind out of Richardson, Texas? I have, yes. Okay. Any thoughts? <clears throat> yeah. Um, actually, they've come a really long way. They used to be really just kind of refurbishing and reselling old uh, or not old, I should say, but retired computers, major uh, companies that had tons of workstations they would update, would donate for them to be refurbished and be able to then sell at a low cost for people who are visually impaired or blind. The cool thing now what they're doing is they have... Uh, you can customize, so you get an SSD drive, and if you're going to get a laptop, for example, then you get a base price, and then you get to pick, do you want to just stick with the base, which is usually, I believe, it's either a 128 or a 256 SSD hard drive, and then you can pick either leaving it at 8 gigs of RAM is what they start with, or go up to 16 gigs of RAM, and the thing they're doing right now uh, the last time I checked was about a month ago. They were offering JAWS already installed on the computer, and then you get it for a whole year for free. And then after that, you pay the $100 a year. But it also comes with free JAWS training. So that's pretty cool also. Uh, you can also get an external keyboard if you want to choose to add that on, an external mouse and an external monitor. Or you can go with a desktop version. So... They actually are really good. I've had great success with them, and what they're doing is really awesome. So I would definitely recommend them to anyone who is looking for a new Windows machine at a costly price, especially getting the year of JAWS plus the training is worth it just in that by itself. And I guess a thing to think about is around convention time, national convention time, they always do a special. So they were at the convention and they did run this over for a few weeks once the convention was over, but they were offering a laptop starting at 50 bucks with all of the, with the baseline specs plus JAWS and the training. So, I mean, they're doing really great things. So I would definitely check them out. Right. The other thing I was just going to mention was the accessibility pharmacy. Their, their big uh, two-day thing is coming up December 1st and 2nd. And if you haven't registered for it, it's a good time to go in. Because they have over 100 different vendors that are going to be there. Oh, wow. That's a lot. Yeah. Uh, they, their first one was last year. And they had, I think, 104 vendors. And they're, they're going to have more this year. And it's it's state agencies. It's I mean, just about anybody is there that's uh, working with visually impaired or blind um, assets. Wow, that's really cool. Well, thanks for that, EG. That's awesome. All right, Kayla, who do we got next? Deborah's up next. Hey, Deborah. Hey, did you guys hear about um, Google is going to be deleting um, any unused um, user emails and, and photos and stuff like that? Yes. It's after two years, I believe, of inactivity. Uh, if you have not used a Google account for two years, they will uh, remove information. There are certain things that are not uh, covered in this, and that's YouTube videos and things like that, but they will be removing accounts uh, after two years of them being inactive from what I've read. Can I add yeah, that? starting next month, December 1st. Go ahead, EG. Yeah, I've, I've done some things on digital preservation, and um, both Apple and Google are the best. But basically, Google has a setting where if you do not do anything for two for two years, it will go to an inactive. It used to be eighteen months, and they they moved it up. Uh, however, you can designate someone to have access to your information once you pass, uh, and you can also send out you can you can compose an email to send to people uh, after that two year period of inactivity. Oh. But they but they do not uh, ever uh, eliminate your e email address according to them. So it's uh, fairly easy to to do the, the Apple one, so that if you want someone uh, to have access to your iCloud, uh, anything on your iCloud, it takes about uh, maybe two, three minutes to set it up where you basically have a beneficiary. They have to provide a death certificate, and then they have a code that they put in, and that allows them to access the information. And Google, it's a little more straightforward. Um, that once you become inactive, a message is sent to the people that, you know, if, for example, 
If you want one person to receive your emails, but not your photos, or one person to receive um, other things, you can kind of divide it up on, on your Google devices. Of Let's say you have someone that you want to just get your Google Slides uh, or your Google uh, Sheets because it has financial information, then that's all that person can get. That's nice that they give you that granularity. So uh, yeah. it's probably under a legacy mode option or... That is uh, correct. Yeah. Both of them are under, under um, legacy. I have, yep. to, I have to think about the exact term they use, but yes, they're both there. Perfect. But if you if you do not do anything after two years, uh, if you just let your account just sit there after two years of inactivity, like say you just get a new Gmail and you don't do anything with the one you have, it, they will uh, put it into a deleted state. Boom. All right. Looks like we don't have any other. We got one. Uh, Denise has her hand up. Hey, Denise. Hey, Denise. How are you? Hello. Hi there. We can hear you. I have a question about this IA cast. Is that available on the blind shell or only on the iPhone? Are you, are you talking about the, the app for eye accessibility or the podcast or, or which part? The podcasts. So, yes. Michael, uh, yep. go ahead. So, if you download the podcast application to the blind shell, Classic 2, you can actually go into the podcast app and search for IA cast. Um, and it will come up. And I'm doing that right now to make sure there's nothing special you have to put in there. But you should be able to subscribe right there. Okay. So I put the podcast app on and then put in IA cast. Yep. I'm doing so. You go to the add podcast and then you choose the search button. Um, and then if you type in IA and then I put zero for the space and then I type in cast. And you don't hear my phone talking because I have it set up so it only vibrates to me and doesn't repeat the letter. So uh, it says loading now. And the first result is IA cast by IA accessibility. And if you press the OK button on that, it says loading. And then you can add it to your subscriptions. And then you won't have to search for it again. Adding it to your subscriptions is like adding it to your favorites. So that way, when a new episode is published, then you can listen to that episode. Otherwise, if you choose the episodes list, which is option two on that menu, that will bring you to a list of all of the episodes. Right now, the first one is Spanish with Carla, alphabet numbers and questions. And it reads that title to you and gives you the date that the content was published. So that says November 13th, 2023. If you want to listen to that, simply press the OK button. And then what I do is I press the up arrow to play and I press OK. So hopefully that helps a little bit. And just to add to that, if you have any other podcasts you want to listen to, you can put the name of it in that search box. For example, unmute, you can put in there, search for it, subscribe or follow it. And then that'll also be added. And you can do that with any podcast. As long as you know the name of it in the search box, you can do that with any podcast you want. Okay. But between the I, um, between the A and the C, I have to have a space. Yes. Okay. So it's I, A, space. It, it it's actually one word. Um, oh, it is. Yes, but it oh, does good come to know. if you do it both ways. Oh, okay, okay. Thank you. Yeah, thank no you. Problem. Good luck. Appreciate that, Michael. That saves me a key press. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Always help on the blind shell. <laughs> Who do we got next? We have Diane. Hey, Diane. Hey, Diane. Yeah. Okay. Um, I just have a question. If if anyone's found any solution to the fact that Siri often cuts off my messages and it seems to cut off certain messages, those being in a couple of groups that I'm in, um, on, in the community. Yeah. Well, this is not necessarily a solution, but a more of a workaround in the new operating system. The issues that a lot of people are having is just that it cuts off either at the beginning or the end. So what you need to do is invoke Siri and wait a second before you start talking so that it gives it a chance to get going and listening to you. And when you stop talking, don't stop Siri for a second. So give it a second at the beginning and give it a second at the end. That way you make sure to catch the entire thing of what you said. And that's new in this new operating system. Uh, hopefully they'll fix that. But that is a workaround if you want to try that. And Diane, I muted you. So if you want to respond, you have to unmute. All right. And JC is back. Hey, JC. 
Yes, um, I'm going to um, to uh, um, to let you guys know that uh, I'm beta testing iOS 17.2 as we speak, and the Siri cutoff is um, it sometimes happens to me as well, but it hasn't been happening more so since yesterday. So um, it is uh, presumably fixed in iOS 17.2. But that won't come out till December. But I want to uh, let everyone know that if you are running the beta of iOS and we cannot and myself and others cannot stress this enough, please send feedback to Apple when you see an inoperable behavior unexpectedly. And that way, Apple, the team will resolve it in a timely manner. I have submitted three bug reports, and I'm hoping and praying that those reports, or one of them at least, will get fixed in the uh, future beta as soon as it becomes available. And you won't see iOS 17.2 until December, but if you want to test, please test at your own risk. And if you have any feedback, make sure you send it to the feedback assistant on iOS. So just want to throw that out there. Something I want to mention there too is uh, I've been in, in I don't see that we have uh, uh, any hands currently, but the journal app is really exciting, folks. If you're into yes. <laughs> that in 17.2, it's something to be excited for. So, uh, yes, have I you haven't been using played, the journal app, Michael. I haven't played it that much, but I will get I, into playing. I've, with I've it. journaled several times, and I really love the experience. So that's interesting that you bring that up, Michael, because I've been very underwhelmed by the journal app in really? 17.2. So I'm curious, what about it is it that you enjoy? Because I'm considering resubscribing to day one, mm -hmm. uh, but sell me on it because it, it underwhelmed me. So I've looked at day one and I've looked at a few others. And a lot of the things that you have to subscribe for in day one are free in the iOS journal app. And, and that was really neat to me. And if you have an Apple Watch, if you have all those things, I can record a voice message and, or, or a voice journal and then label it with some text and just add that. It, it gives some pretty cool suggestions. And this is only beta two of the journal app. And it, it can only get better from here. And eventually, if they add it to the iPad or the Mac, you know, you have that whole experience. You can lock the journal with Face ID, which I've done. You can put as much information in as you want. And just that the recordings are very clear, which you have to pay day one to to have that. And so that's what's really kind of sold me on the built-in experience. It kind of comes back to that built-in experience with any iOS app. So, But they're not doing anything creative with it right now where it can automatically pull information from your phone that Apple yeah, should be yes, able to, are they? Oh, it can? Yes, they are. So Okay. I so for an example, I hadn't connected with somebody um, like uh, over the phone in months, and it picked up on that and said, "You you connected with so and so. Do you want to write about it? Or hmm. you went for an outdoor walk today. Do you want to write about it? Or now that's uh, interesting. Think about okay. the use case for that for you know business use, you know clients and things like that, you know, <clears throat> or projects that you're working on, stuff like that." And another thing about that, and then we'll take this hand uh, that mm -hmm. Demasi and I were actually just talking about earlier today. Uh, if you haven't played with it yet and you are a ChatGPT Plus subscriber, check out the voice uh, input mode mm -hmm. uh, because there's discussion of iOS, so the operating system under the iPhone that, that runs the iPhone. Uh, there's talk about iOS 18 come next fall having a lot more AI capability. Right. And if there's on-device capability and you can, I mean, they've already started this process because how how natural is it to just shout out, hey, S-I-R-I? It's a lot more natural to just say S-I-R-I and then give it your prompt. And right mm -hmm. now, no, S-I-R-I is not that most intuitive. But if Apple's able to take advantage of the details that are already provided on your phone and process all that all that information on the device, I think your iPhone will become the central piece of your yes. life if it's in, if it if if it isn't already, and exactly. then bring that capability to your home pods. And uh, I'm intrigued for 2024. Yep. Who do we got next, Kayla? Bell Mills. Hey, Bell. You are muted there, Bell. 
There you go. Okay. So I'm sorry I uh, had to answer a phone call, uh, but I, I'm unmuted. I mean, I muted. So, I mean, I hope you didn't. Nope, we were all good. We didn't hear your phone call. Good. <laughs> and uh, I missed, I'll have to go back to the podcast and get, because I missed about, I missed a few minutes of what you said. Um, but one thing, it is so nice to be able to move apps around now uh, without it making a folder. Oh, yeah, that was a real pain. I hated that. Point one point one. Oh, it is just, it, it really is nice. And again, I'm going to try this. I did. I tried this. I think I said this that I tried um, tapping one time at the end, uh, at about a half inch from the top again, but turned the voiceover off. Yes. So this is. I mean, I don't. I don't understand it, but I'm going to try it in some other apps that I have problems with playing. Um, they. I guess they must have. Three uh, ABN must have. Um, updated too, or whatever, because things were so different when I went in there after I updated to 17.1.1. So anyway, yeah. that's all I they did a lot of bug fixes. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. For a quick recap here on what um, Bell was just talking about, up until this current update that came out a couple of days ago, whenever you would try and reorder apps or move them around on any of your screens, instead of just plopping the app right where you want the app to go, it would automatically create a folder no matter what you did. And so there was no way to move apps around without creating new folders instead of just only moving the app where you wanted to move it. So in this current update, they resolved that issue. So you shouldn't have that issue anymore. If you are still having that issue, make sure that you're updated to the most current operating system and or write in and let them know that you're still having it. But hopefully that's resolved for everyone now and we won't have that headache anymore. And who do we have next? Up next is Pam. Hey, Pam. Hello, Uh Pam. There you are. Hello? Hey, Pam, can you hear us? Yes, I can now. For a second, it it uh, it dropped out. But um, a suggestion for Bell, I don't have that particular app, but the 3ABN, but I my suggestion would be, because I have run into similar things on some apps, is if the play button is not labeled then turn your um screen recognition on add it to your rotor and turn it on and sometimes that will bring up those unlabeled images unlabeled whatever and you can get it to work and what i will do is between now and next tuesday i'll put that app <clears throat> on my phone and give it a try and I'll call in and let you know if it works or not. Thanks, if Pam. The, um, yes. Thank you. This, yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. I love this call. <laughs> well, we appreciate you. So thanks a lot. All right. Who do we got next? Ann is up next. Hey, Ann. Can you hear me? We can hear you. Okay. Um, what about the D as in delete? that you sometimes find in the middle of recents. Yeah, they have a weird thing with, are you talking about like recent phone calls in your recents list on the phone app? Yeah, you find that D in the middle of it, and sometimes it just won't let you do anything, and I have to go out and go back in. Yeah, I know, that's a bug. I actually get that also, and it seems to happen if you want to like delete a call that maybe you missed and or you're just trying to clear calls out of there. After you do the first one, it goes into this weird edit mode, I think. And then it wants you to do different things. And it's kind of uh, a little bit of a wild, wild goose chase. So you do have to quit out and go back into it. Uh, I don't know. Is that the only fix for it right now? Yeah, you could try. Sometimes what will happen is you'll, you know, do, uh, say, for example, to like delete a number. It'll go away. Then it goes into that edit mode. You sometimes can go into the top right or left corner to find either the edit or the done button. You can sometimes hit the done button and it will put you back into the normal mode. But the problem is the done button doesn't always show up there. So then your only option really is to quit out of the app and go back in again. They have not resolved this yet. 
you've got to find your place when you go back in. Uh, usually it just stays in the same order for me. I, the most recent call would be all the way at the top. So, and then it goes descending order. Do you think they'll down fix from that there. bug? I sure hope they do. Like everything else, I would always write in and let them know that what your issue is. And the more people write in, the more opportunity you'll have to, that they'll pay attention to it. So we just got to be on them about it. Accessibility at Apple. Is that where you write in? Yep. Or you can call yeah. into to the Apple uh, accessibility line. Well, I have done that and and I got someone that didn't know what I was talking about. Yeah, it's not always a perfect scenario. So you got to write or call or do both. So. Okay, well, thanks. Yeah, Thank no you, problem. Anne. Appreciate it. All right, it. who do we got next? Restoria. Hey, Restoria. Hello. I have uh, two questions. Well, one, you just said something about moving apps. Uh do they, uh, is it the same with an iPad? Yep. Yeah, it's the same. You do, you move I, you move apps around or reorganize them the same way, whether you're on, you know, an iPhone or an iPad. Okay. Then I can now, they, I, that's why I was, because I would try to move them and everything and it wasn't. Uh, what is the other difference in the iPad and the uh, uh, iPhone? And is the journal on the iPad? The journal is only in beta right now. It's supposed okay. to come out in the next update that they push out. So if you're not doing any of the betas, then you won't see the journal app yet. So look for that. I believe it's going to be coming out in the next update they push out, which uh, is going to be in December, I believe. Okay. Thank you. And, and the journal is only on the iPhone currently. So it will not be coming to the iPad. It'll only be coming out to you if you have an iPhone. So thank you for time. that, Michael. D. Yeah, at this time, Apple can change that, uh, but it can take them 10 years to change that. So That is true. So, so what was the other app that you said you were using then? Day, Day one. Day That's one. a third party app. It's a journaling app as well. It's been around for many years. It's very popular, but it's a third party app not made, made by Apple. Oh, okay. Thanks. And, and to get features that are in the Apple uh, Journal app, you do have to pay a subscription fee in yep. day one. Yep. But you can start journaling with day one for free, play with it, and see if it's something you want to upgrade to. Right now, I don't pay for it because I'm horrible about consistent journaling. Uh, so, yeah. Kayla, who do we got next? Up next, we have iPhone 34. Hello, iPhone 34. <laughs> <laughs> If you are on an iPhone, go ahead and un well, well no, don't scared. do that. <laughs> if you're on an iPhone and you have your hand raised, go ahead and unmute. And you are unmuted, but we are not hearing you. Yeah, we are not. Um, so you may want to leave and come back and we'll go to JC. Hey JC. All right. So I'm going to give a suggestion, even though Pam already gave one. Uh, regarding the app that I believe the previous participants have asked about, I don't have that particular app. However, what she could do is she could perform a magic tap using voiceover with the screen reader on. And if she hears audio playing from that specific app alone, then she'll be able to hear audio coming from that particular app. Now, not all apps do have the magic tap capability. Some apps do and some apps don't. It depends on whether the developer has added that functionality in. But if it has been added, you can perform a magic tap. And if you hear audio coming from the application itself, then that means it is working. So give that a try and see if that works. Perfect. Appreciate that, JC. Thanks a lot. Oh, we got one more hand. All right. And Bell Mills is back with another okay, question. I don't know whether anybody has, has gone three times, has talked three times before. <laughs> no, it's all good. <laughs> but you know, some of this sounds a little complicated, and I was actually able to accomplish what I needed to. I mean, I, I was actually able to hear it just by tapping. But I'm going to try these other things too. But I mean, I, I was just sort of amazed. I'd never heard of just tapping one time at the top 
about a half inch down. So right. that and and Bell, the reason you probably haven't heard of that too is because a lot of the times voiceover will work with the applications that you're using. But when you turn voiceover off, if you were using uh, uh, the iPhone without access technology enabled on it, then you would just be tapping on the screen at the top. And so you're using it like a sighted user would, except for you're not seeing the screen. So I'm glad to know that the button is big enough and placed in a place that that works for you. And uh, maybe try some of these suggestions so you don't have to toggle voiceover. But there's a lot of suggestion or a lot of uh, opportunities to solve the problem. Uh, yeah, it was a sighted person that helped me too. I mm -hmm. mean, it just said tap the top there. So anyway, right. I just want you to there know. You go. Thanks. Thanks a Thanks lot again. Appreciate it. Yeah. Looks like me. iPhone 34 is back. Yep, and I've sent them a ask to unmute. All right. Uh, good morning. It's me. Maybe I can't believe it. <laughs> wow, you made it. We can hear you now. Yeah. iPhone 34. I don't know why. My, yeah, I don't know why that happens because. Uh, I do have my name usually. You have to sign um, into your Zoom. If you have not signed in with your username and password, it'll give you a default name of whatever your iPhone is named. Oh, so you might want to okay. go try and actually sign into your Zoom on your phone, and then your name yes. will show up like it used to be. Okay. All right. Thank you. Uh, my question is regarding uh, the iPad, uh, the font on the um, left uh, side. Can you enlarge the left bar? Can you enlarge the font? Are you just talking about the font itself? Yes, the font itself. I don't think you can just do only a left bar, but in, for an individual app, say like messages or mail, something like that, you can go yes. in and you can enlarge it. You can make the size of the font larger, but it makes all the fonts in the app larger, yes. not only the left side. Correct. Okay. Yeah, but uh, they, they are... Uh, I'm able to do it on the right side when I have something open. I this uh, the fonts are larger, but it doesn't mm. enlarge the ones on the left. I don't know if it's a separate inserting. I was looking and I couldn't find it. It depends on how you're setting the fonts. And certain are you setting it in the settings app or in a particular app? In a settings app. Hmm. Yeah. That that usually if you enlarge now certain apps will enlarge. And certain mm -hmm. ones won't. It just depends uh -huh. on the app itself if they've made it to where it will do that. iOS's um, home screen does not enlarge when you change the fonts, but uh, to an extent, okay. they do some. But certain apps do not enlarge when you change the font size in the system settings. Oh, okay. All right. Thank you very much. No problem. Good luck. Thank you. Up next, we have Chanel. Yes, I just wanted, I wasn't sure if I should contribute, but I have also tried to use 3ABN in the past, and I have had some difficulties with it. It's been a while, so I will also play with it. But it seems, I thought maybe they had different apps, or maybe what I kind of, they seem to have different programs going on at the same time. So, um, Belle, I don't know, but I mean, I'll see what I can find out and, and try to... Uh, to come back. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Chanel. Appreciate it. Yep. Up next, we have Randy. Hey, Randy. How's it going? Oh, I'm pretty good. Thank you. Um, I have no questions or comments, but I was going to answer you to your question of the day. Uh, okay. Yeah, for my audio book, well, I use my, for my audio book, I use a Dolphin Daisy Reader. Oh, cool. I, I think that's pretty good. Awesome. So, well, I've been using it all along. So, so, so far, I'll keep using it. I've got a vector string reader and haven't started using it, but one of these days I will start with it. All right. That sounds great. Thank you very much. You're welcome. So, Michael B., since uh, we don't have any hands at the moment and we were talking about journal apps, why don't you talk about day one and your experience with it? Yeah, so I have a up and down relationship with day one. And this is why I love this live environment. You never know where things are going to go. Uh, so day one is an application. It's usable by third party. Uh, it's a third party application. It's usable on the Mac and the iPhone and the iPad and via text message. It's also available on Android as well. 
a couple of features that you have with day one that you may need to pay for. Most of these you actually will need to pay for is the ability to attach audio recordings to your journal entry, which is the one that I typically take advantage of. And day one has a transcription function, which I haven't played with newer iterations of it that will add as a text entry to your journal with your audio attached to it, uh, a transcript. So you can search that in the future. Um, And that's what I really like about that. There's also the ability for you to give it permission to uh, pull in your workout data or other fitness data because you can give it health access and that can be attached to your journal entry. You can also add photos to your entry. And if you allow access to day one. If you travel somewhere or you are uh, taking a lot of photos, it'll take note of that and prompt you at a specific time during the day um, or after that event. Hey, would you like to journal about this? And it pulls in all the data it has about that. And then you can also add the weather to your journal entries. One gotcha with day one is on the free account. You can only use it on one device. So if you're like myself and use the Mac and Windows and you use an iPhone and sometimes an Android, there's not a Windows app, but uh, you use all those platforms, you'll want to look at the day one premium because that'll give you access to uh, unlocking your day one journal on multiple different devices. So there's a lot of ways to solve the problem. I for 2023 uh, ACB convention just used a app that you purchase once called just press record. And that also gives you a transcript. And when you get those organized, then you could use that as a journaling app. So it really comes down to what works best for you and what solves the problem you're trying to solve. Uh, Day one, why it intrigues me also is it's connected to the web, which means if we wanted to, we could add an RSS feed. So anytime a new Unmute Presents episode comes out, it can automatically archive that in my journal because yes, we have a website at unmute.show, but it can't hurt to have a local backup. So who do we got next, Kayla? Up next is Eric. Hey, Eric. Hey, Eric. How's it going? And we are at 10 minutes. Thanks, Kayla. Thank you. Okay, real quick. If you have a family plan with a carrier and they give you one gig of memory, does that cover the entire plan or just the particular device? You'll have to look in which particular company you have the family plan with and see the total amount of data that you're looking at. Is that what you get for each user or are you supposed to split that total up with everybody on the family plan. So like, for example, in Apple, for example, when you get the family plan, usually you get a terabyte and then you have to divide that up between everybody on the family plan. So if you want more than that, you have to pay extra for more storage. So say like you have, you know, six people in your family and one terabyte is not going to be enough then you can bump up to two terabytes or whatever the case is. So each one is kind of individual. You have to look at what they're offering and how they divide it up. So like when they say one gigabyte and then they say unlimited data, actually one gigabyte divided between five people, but you're allowed to use unlimited data while... Well, there's, you're kind of, there's, there's two different things that you're kind of talking about. One is unlimited data. That's how much data you can use across all your devices in the terms of, you know, searching, downloading, you know, all of that stuff. The other thing is the amount of storage, which is like basically virtual hard drive space that they're allowing you to have to store information in. So there are two different things. So you would have to look and see, you know, how much, if you get an unlimited data for everybody in your family, that's how much streaming you can do over your plan, how much you're not going to get, you're not going to run out is what they're saying. Now, one thing they might do is after you hit a certain point, they might throttle you, which means slow you down a little bit. If you've gotten to a certain point in a one month period. And so you might want to take a look at that. But then the other would be the actual storage, which is like virtual hard drive space. Right. Do they, A, give you uh, whatever you said, one 
a gigabyte and or does that per person or divide it up between everyone in the family so you would have to look and see what that is exactly because when i do my updates it tells me i don't have enough memory and although i do go in and delete things off of my hard drive sometimes it still takes me a while to get things uh clean up uh for example i haven't been able to update to the 17.1 see that's going to be that's going to be a different thing though that's going to be the actual storage on your actual device itself so what i would suggest you do for that the way you would check to see how much space you actually have on your device I'm assuming you have an iPhone is what it sounded like. I would yes. say you go to settings, you go to general, and you go to storage, and it will show you the amount of hard drive space you have on your device and how much you've used up and how much you have available. And the first thing I would do there is go through all the apps that you see in the list and either get rid of ones that you don't use and also get rid of things that maybe you don't need on there. Um, and create enough room, hopefully, to be able to do the things that you want to do. That's going to be locally. Now, a tip I can give you right away is they put some things on there like iPhone, I mean, on uh, iMovie, GarageBand, stuff like that. Those things are huge. If you don't right. use those, delete them. If you ever need to get them back, you can always go back to the App Store and re-download them at no cost. But right. if you need to create storage, Get rid of apps you're not using, especially ones that take up a ton of space. You know, like I said, iMovie and GarageBand, and those are huge. Just those okay. alone will open up a lot of space for you. Okay. Thanks a lot, guys. Yeah, no problem. All right. Stacy is up next. All right, Stacy. How are you? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Uh, yeah, I've been trying to figure this race 10 thing out quite a lot, but um, yes, uh, I'd like to know. Um, Alexa, I think, has had an update for, uh, uh, I think it's 2.10 something. Okay. And uh, I think the, um, when I looked on the uh, Blind Shell Classic 2, it said it was going to take the 2.5 something. Now, yep. if, I, if I mix it, if I mix those two, I mean, if I pair those two, what's going to happen? Is it going to take it down to... Nope. So that's a very good question. And uh, we have Games Play with Lady A coming up here in a couple of moments. So I'll make it really quick. Uh, the biggest difference is you may be able to do some features on a phone that is not the blind shell or with the Alexa devices. Just know that because the blind shell is running an older version of the Alexa app, some of the newer features may not work on that app. Yeah. I mean, I'm afraid to even pair it. I mean, would yep. that accept the. It'll, it'll work. It won't mess it up. It will work. But just know that some features may not be available on the blind show. You can do pretty much everything and it's not going to mess your Alexa account up if you sign in on the blind show. Well, okay. It won't mess up the other thing, right? Nope. It won't mess up any of your other devices as well. I mean, it won't mess up the, uh, the Amazon Echo, will it? Nope. It will not. Oh. So there you go, Stacy. Appreciate it. Thank you very much for your question today. Uh, Michael D., thanks for joining us and streaming on IACast. And appreciate Bell and Kayla for hosting. Marty, you want to wrap it up? Yeah. Everyone, thanks for being here. We always appreciate it. If you have any questions or comments or anything else, you can reach us at feedback at unmute.show. You can also check out the website at unmute.show. And, uh, Thanks again to everyone here who helped us out, Kayla, Bell, and everybody else. We always appreciate it. Everyone have a great week, and we'll see you next time. And get on that mailing list on the website. Exciting things coming.